Hello, me lovelies. It's me, Ned Natter, with the famously unpasteurized and unfiltered Ned Natter radio show, ready to brighten your day. First up, it's great to be here again with you. It's time for a good old Natter with an international flavour. But remember, I don't chat about the regular news and current affairs. Oh no, I'm here to give you a break from it all. Yep, a good laugh, even when it's only once a week on a Wednesday. <laughs> Remember though, you can listen to all these shows again. Yep, they're all safe here's podcasts at nednatter.com. Yep, okay, well, put everything down. No, everything, I mean you too. Come on, it's time for the Ned Natter Show, and you can't miss this. <laughs> this week on the Ned Natter Show, we look at unwrapping mummies, fugitives on me farm, low budgets, tight jeans, unusual travel opportunities, and camels. And of course, we visit our other regular features from around the world too. <laughs> the Two Medicine Farm, or what's now loosely referred to as Ned Natter's Florida Island, I've started to worry about whether my farmhouse will stand up to the strain of the continued presence of the dreaded and monstrous mother-in-law, or M-I-L. Right. <laughs> yep, that's right, M-I-L and not M-I-A. The preferred option. <laughs> Movie actress Satana Troglodyte has to wait until just before Valentine's Day before she gets another acting role. Apparently, most of the swamps are too cold at the beginning of the year. <laughs> but the most interesting news is the wife Elsie and her buddy Beyond It, that's Beyond It Brandy, she Washington or BBW to her friends, have an opportunity to become extras in that next low-budget disaster undertaken by a director, fresh out of film school, and anxious to relive the world of 1950s B-movie classics. Yeah, More like, I'd say, a classic disaster all round. Yeah, bearing in mind these guys work with either low budget or no budget. I'm wondering just how they'll afford the catering bill. Mm, he's going to seriously regret hiring the extras from my farmhouse. <laughs> On the other hand, it's going to be a peaceful round here without the hideous horrors haunting my house. So, you know, I might even send them on their way with a full stock of food to keep them going and out of my hair. <laughs> also on the subject of disasters, there were two newcomers to me farm artist retreat this week. Or should I say, as I mentioned before, me artist rehab. <laughs> Camper artist retreat manager Quinton's eager to get more like-minded folks here on the farm this year. But the latest ones are an entirely different story. Art and Dodger. (laughs) Two men and very reclusive to say the least. They showed up a few days ago in a large RV and insisted on parking it inside me barn. Well, initially I joked to myself about how they obviously didn't want to be seen from the air, but then I got distracted and just thought that maybe the roof leaked. Either way, Quinton convinced me they were a couple of famous travelling graffiti artists. (laughs) Naturally, I was expecting me band to have a bunch of murals up by the end of the week and was hoping they didn't sneak up on me poor old tractor overnight. You know, I wouldn't like to see that. But after a couple of days, folks started showing up at me farm gate saying they wanted to see the RV I'd advertised on Craigslist. (laughs) Oh dear, (laughs) what RV, yeah. 
But it turned out that Art and Dodger were selling the roof over their own heads for some strange reason. And just yesterday I learned how they were a couple of artists, all right. Yep, con artists. (laughs) They'd borrowed the RV in Georgia and driven it down to me farm. The plan was to sell it for cash and then obviously steal something else before moving on. Yep, they were on a 48-state feeding journey. Oh dear. Trouble is, around here everything's so old, it's not worth stealing or selling again. (laughs) The final so-called buyer for the RV turned out to be a local detective. Hmm. And now Quinton's so-called graffiti artists are practising their art in the local jail, awaiting a free bus trip back to Georgia anytime soon. Yep, fondly known in legal circles as extradition. (laughs) Norman, Quinton's angry young man, yep, 50 years too late, gave up on his mental breakdown for a day to write a poem about art and Dodger and how they were just unfortunate victims of a very cruel capitalist society. (laughs) To be honest, he sounds less corny when he's all broken down. Yep. He says nothing at all. <laughs> Our snowbird couple, that's Martha and Marty, you know, the awkward, out-of-date vaudeville act, <laughs> managed to get another local booking. Yep. They're doing a singing gig at the local radio station, Yeah, doing some cheesy ads for a used car dealer. <laughs> I thought they'd be trying to encourage buyers, not frighten them away. <laughs> On the high note, though, I haven't seen or heard a word from Galon. That's the self-described self-help guru we've got here. Yeah, I guess he's still hammering out the words to his latest self-help book in his little teepee in the far corner of me field. Then there's the once deeply unhappy Wilmer, our also once angry recently divorced sculptor. Yeah, a huge lump of Indiana limestone is sitting idle. And she's going out on dates with Luigi Spaghetti, that's me tractor mechanic, several times a week now. And always leaving that stone behind. Yeah, well, Luigi's Ferrari is only a two-seater anyway. She's taken a full-time break from tapping away. The sculpture is looking quite abstract too, whilst Wilma's still got a big smile on her face. <laughs> the last of our retreaters is X-Ray. As you recall, it wants to shake off all the regular gender person identifiers we can't say he she they or them just it (laughs) anyway x-ray's gone missing again after telling quinton he needs to find more inspiration for his latest painting (laughs) considering it likes to paint using bodily fluids i've no idea where that inspiration is coming from and that's too hideous for me to consider. <laughs> By the way, I read this interesting article a few days ago about how they digitally unwrapped a 3,000-year-old pharaoh mummy using the latest technology. It's been hanging around in its sarcophagus since being first discovered in 1881. Yeah. Apparently, it saves them unwrapping the bandages and prevents the remains deteriorating overnight. That tree had got me thinking about them digitally unwrapping, you know, the ancient 95-year-old mother old nan. Sure, she's not in a sarcophagus yet, but with the amount she drinks, she'd never deteriorate either. 
Oh, no, 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 she's already pickled. <laughs> Her best buddy and gambling drinking friend, Toshiko Suzuki. Yep. She's my lawyer brother, Nelson, his wife, and Beverly Hills sex therapist, Heiner's now 103-year-old grandmother. Yep, another long-lasting specimen. <laughs> she might benefit from the old digital unwrapping too. Oh, dear, we're not sure what keeps her going, but she's definitely got something most people haven't got. Well, that's in addition to her version of Nan's blood alcohol level. <laughs> yep, the old crows have seriously arrived in that space called old age, and despite the alcohol, their brains are fully functional. Of course, that's due to their other friend, you know, poker, you know, all that scheming, calculating, and number crunching keeps the dementia away. <laughs> Trouble is the downside, yep, their bodies just can't keep up, can they? Nothing's repairing like it used to, and they're falling apart like a pair of condemned houses. Oh dear. <laughs> Add to that, old Nan has definitely put some kind of evil spell on our short-sighted and helpless mailman, poor old Virgil. Following her attempt at electrocuting him last week, yep, Nan wanted to get his attention and succeeded. Oh dear. <laughs> Put it this way, our f unfortunate, stooping 64-year-old mailman was shocked into a dinner date with the old bird. But this week, after Nan told him he was cheap, the poor old mucker is having to take Grandma to Shiko on the next date too. Yep, and that proves it's a spell for sure, especially when he suggested a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> Nobody in their right mind would want to take the responsibility for both the old crows in one evening. Hang on, though. What does that say about me? After all, I got them around my neck every day of the week. Oh, dear. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday. You can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Anyway... Thinking of hideous nightmares like me farmhouse version of a senior home. <laughs> I'm still having these really weird dreams. They return with a vengeance like never before. Add to that, the weirdest ones always seem to arrive when I'm having a nice little nap. But never in bed. No, this time though, I was resting up in the corner of the living room next to me favourite armchair. I got one of them, you know, tall uplighters. You know, a little switch on the side. I use it when I'm reading. Extra light is important in this house, you know, not because of my eyes, though, but because old Nan's cigarette smoke leaves a smog-like haze through the whole house. <laughs> anyway, sometimes I read a bit of fiction, but recently it's been factual stuff. I put a big book on my lap, and as I reach for the switch, I doze right off, Yeah. It'd been a long day here on the farm, you know, and once I entered dreamland, I got quite a shock. You know, Elsie was standing next to me, and she was thin. Ah! <laughs> yep, thin. <laughs> she was telling me how she'd lost 250 pounds. Yep, it was definitely a weird dream. <laughs> then she got closer and said it again. 250 pounds, Ned. Give me a hug. Oh dear. Last time I gave the wife a hug, I needed help. After all, I needed arms like an orangutan to manage it. <laughs> I could definitely feel something very thin in me hand, though. And uh, when I woke up with a start, yeah, I was hanging on 
to the uplighter. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's skinny all right, but the wife, Elsie, was also standing in front of me. Yep, that's the nightmare part of me dream. <laughs> and she hadn't lost an ounce. She was glaring at me too. Not a pretty sight, I can tell you. <laughs> Ned, she says, you're not listening. And what are you trying to do with the light switch? Oh dear. Then she spoke again. You know, her sister in England needed £250 for an emergency. Yeah, that's about, what, $330, I suppose, now. Apparently, she's lost a lot of weight too, and Elsie reckons she's very ill. Yeah, nobody in the troglodyte family ever loses weight once they've gained it. Oh dear. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. On the other hand, me scruffy fireman Ding Dang is upset that after weeks of pursuing Wilmer's sculptor and lifting that huge piece of stone around for an nearly every day, he got nowhere. <laughs> and now she's out three nights a week with me tractor mechanic Luigi. She's even started to dress differently, yep, more provocatively, and Ding's highly disappointed, or should I say raving mad in his case. But you know, despite the drama, I've still got that unforgettable little feature on my show. So here's Ding Dang's southern quote. <laughs> her pants were so tight I could see her religion. <laughs> oh dear. He reckons that Wilmer is pleasing Luigi and just teasing him. Oh dear. <laughs> He's probably right for a change though. Add to that a pristine Ferrari beats a scruffy truck full of empty beer cans any time, don't it? <laughs> it's not about size with Wilmer either. It's about cleanliness and quality. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Well, next up, I've got my new segment for you, and it's called Ned's Sagacious Moment. I might not be a serious old sage, but you know, I've got time to think. And I like the idea of sharing my thoughts with you, my listeners. So moving on from farm life in general for a minute, I've spent a few hours this week questioning what is really a true environmental statement. Yeah. See, all these companies, you know, are saying how green they are, how they're helping the planet and making a difference, you know, all that stuff. Well, as an example, I had a look at something that arrived in the mail this week. I won't tell you what the company is but uh, <laughs> it was food <laughs> yeah not an unusual round here yeah but uh, it was packed in a box saying how they were helping the environment inside was another box and each item glass jars in this case was sealed with tape packed in plastic bags wrapped in bubble wrap and then wrapped again in paper then in tissue then in more cardboard still good for the environment they reckon <laughs> the product was shipped from midwest to florida and before that it was shipped from italy to the midwest so we're talking trees fuel more fuel and plastic and a product that could be manufactured domestically if someone really wanted to eh? 
Just a small example of an environmentally sensitive approach. I don't think so, do you? It's just another loud proclamation to the wind, isn't it? Yeah, it's supposed to make them sound good and you feel good about buying from them. Add to that, they're making smaller containers to be green about shipping too, with, of course, less content. (laughs) But the price is going up too, so the only green part of that phenomenon is the green in your wallet, isn't it? Yep, it buys less than ever before. But don't forget, everyone is green, aren't they? Yep, particularly greenhorn environmentalists. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Me blind neighbour old Lonnie and nudist swinger old Fred's house is the hottest venue in North Florida for a swingers party every Saturday. It's called Do You Know Fred? Sometimes I wish I didn't. <laughs> it's the same old drill every week. Bring a bottle, bring your wife and potluck dishes for the buffet. Fred mingles with like-minded swingers. That's potluck too. And old Lonnie eats his way through heaps of food. So when Saturday finally rolled around, Fred told me this week's party theme was different. Yeah, After last week's dismal failure, where he had five men show up, he's decided on a new approach. Yeah. New year, new friends, new games. <laughs> Fred reckons... His plan is to attract a more classy bunch of swingers, if there was one. He ended up attracting some swingers, all right. Yeah, over a hundred people. <laughs> Men and women of all shapes and sizes. Fred has got a three-bedroom house with two bathrooms. Oh, dear. <laughs> I can see him having some New Year, new games, all right. Yeah, playing with his blocked-up septic tank for sure. Oh well, I headed home very quickly. (laughs) Well, on the family front, when she's not complaining about, well, just pick a subject and she complains. Me 95-year-old, rather old Nan, the miserable old crew herself, has a little feature on me show. Yeah, old Nan remembers. Oh dear, it's a little bout of what's professionally termed reminiscence therapy. (laughs) This time, old Nan remembers her brother, Frank, the fly pitcher, Death. <laughs> See, Death is me old mother's maiden name and her family like to pronounce it Dia to make it sound better. But as you know by now, I call them the Deaths. <laughs> so back to Frank, the fly pitcher. Hmm. Now, I know that's confused a few people. Yep, you might have heard of a fly ball pitcher, but that's something really different. A fly pitcher in England is a person who illegally sets up a kind of one-man market in a public place and without any licence or permission to do so. Usually with a suitcase stuffed with items that what they would call <laughs> fell off the back of a lorry. <laughs> well, that's how old Frank would have described it. In other words, stolen. Yep, a lorry is another name for a truck here. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, are you still with me? Yeah, well, anyway, <laughs> he'd carry a kind of 
quick to set up Picnic Table 2 to show off his dubious stock and hopefully sell it to a few unsuspecting passers-by. Frank always had an assistant too, who acted as a lookout. Yeah, so, you know, uh, once a cot was close by, he'd whistle, and old Frank would close up and run like hell. <laughs> Trouble is, on his final trip out, he was too busy looking behind him. He hadn't noticed the pavement had been dug up for a new sewer. And poor old Frank went in first, yep, stolen stocks and all into a 20-foot deep hole. The pursuing cop tried to find him, but old Frank was never seen again. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, that lovely tiny old music means it's time again for me book reviews. Yep, I get me hands on a few and I feature them right here on me show. Just remember, I've got a great system here. Yep, if a book's shite, it goes on me composty. Sometimes if it's really bad, you have to burn it. <laughs> Middle of road books go in me giveaway charity box and the good or reasonable ones usually stay on me farm library shelf. I hope that's all nice and clear for you. <laughs> okay then, I've ended up with just one new book this time around and it's called I Married an Alien by Ashley Hopeful Lopez. <laughs> Jokingly known to her friends as delusional. Yeah. Oh dear. The odd thing was that I expected to pick up this book and read all the usual cliches of aliens with weird looking faces and elongated features travelling through space and time to visit our already overcrowded Earth for some strange reason. <laughs> After all, the cover had a picture of a bunch of planets on it, very colourful, but no, I was wrong. Mm, you know, the wife's ears will prick up hearing that. She'd like to know that I was wrong at least once in me life. <laughs> anyway, I digress, don't I? Yeah. Ashley Hopeful Lopez's book is about marrying an illegal alien and he's not from another planet at all. Oh no, no, he's from Guatemala. And the book deals with all the drama involved in her hubby becoming a US citizen. Mm, oh well, quite a story. And it just goes to show there's more than one kind of alien already living here on Earth. <laughs> So I decided to give this one to old Nan. Yep, after a bottle of whiskey, she's easily confused. She'd marry anyone with a pulse, given the chance. <laughs> but before I leave the subject of books, we're hoping to have an annual book review here on the Ned Nat Show soon. And unlike other awards or shows, I've decided to give it an award for the worst book of the year. Yep, and I'm sure it'll be a very tight race too, considering the books I've reviewed over the last year. <laughs> I might have to consider, you know, first, second and even a third prize. Yeah. Perhaps an, at least another ten dishonourable mentions. <laughs> well, me lovelies, that's all on me book review feature this time around. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. 
I got a listener favourite coming up right now. Yup, me anomalies from around the world future. This time we're visiting Turkey and it's not a revolting foodie one or another disgusting delicacy from around the world. Oh no no. I'm talking about camel wrestling. Yep, that's right, camel wrestling. <laughs> it's definitely a confusing thought, but it's the camels that do the wrestling amongst themselves. Yep. The humans just watch on and cheer them. Yep. Dangers to exist though, and the worst of them is getting a face full of camel spit in the process. <laughs> Nasty. <laughs> I suppose it happens when you get two camels with the ump. Yeah, that makes for the best of battles, I'm sure. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, now we're heading to England. Yep, see, I got a call from Nigel Ponce, the arrogant old catfish-faced gentleman farmer. Me brother Young Buck skipped the USA and manages Ponce's old farm on his rambling state. After living in Pennsylvania for 15 years... Buck naturally picked up plenty of American expressions and he really enjoys confusing Ponce with them. <laughs> Ponce has to call me for an explanation. See, he hasn't got the internet in the manner. Just good old-fashioned manners. So, how could I leave the subject of Nigel Ponce without mentioning me special feature right here on the Lenat Show? It's called American for Foreigners. After all, Ponce finds most regular phrases and sayings Oh dear, well, here goes American for Foreigners with me arrogant British aristocratic contributor. <laughs> First up, though, here's his latest voicemail message. You have messages. Well, hello, Ned. This is Nigel Ponce calling you from England. Your brother Buck was discussing a new barn on my farm. And he has told me he'll give me a Park figure. Yes, it does sound absolutely ridiculous, doesn't it? Anyway, Ned, can you tell me what on earth he's talking about as I haven't a clue? All I want to know was why a ballpark figure for a barn. So perhaps you could call me back, Ned, and let me know. Thank you so much, old chap. Goodbye. <laughs> You know, I just love the way he introduced himself on me voicemail. <laughs> See if he actually thinks I know someone else that sounds just like him, eh? Oh, dear. <laughs> anyway, let me translate it for you, Nigel. This time, Buck says he's giving Nigel a ballpark figure. And Nigel thinks Buck's deliberately confusing him. Well, it is a kind of weird expression in a way, Nigel. Before I moved to America, I always thought a ballpark was underwear. <laughs> Anyway, Buck's talking about what you'd call a guess, or a rough estimate. You might even say an educated guess, but I wouldn't give Buck too much credit in that department, Nigel. <laughs> he usually guesses the winning horse each week. <laughs> That's not a ballpark figure. It's a total loss. Anyway, I hope that makes some kind of sense to you, Nigel. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. 
made it over to me in Cotton and political commentator neighbour old Russia's Stonewall Jackson Farham again this week to listen to the latest second-hand news from the right centre and all in small instalments. Yep, with a weak bladder, Rush is always rushing off. Poor old mucker. <laughs> but this time I was taken aback when he told me that after the preacher was bitten by a supposedly Democrat snake, he's had to take a vacation too. So once again, Rush is doing his bit and filling in. Yep, preaching. By week two of him in the pulpit, I'm sure the congregation can't decide if they're in church or watching a live version of Fox News presented by Rush. Oh dear. (laughs) The downside is he usually doesn't manage to complete a paragraph anyway before he excuses himself with that standard statement. Gotta go. Oh dear. Rush. Gotta go. And flush. (laughs) This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Me lovely neighbour, young Alice Jones, invited me over for our weekly vegan cake and fair trade coffee sit-down. <laughs> young Alice was in a happy mood when I visited this week, though Alice ended up with an unusual animal adoption for a growing sanctuary. A llama. <laughs> it looks like an ugly tall sheep with a longer neck. <laughs> Add to that, it likes to bite anyone that stands too close to the fence. Yeah, so I didn't say it was a very nice gift, but there you go. Add to that, Alice decided to do me New Year tarot reading. Yeah, she's getting no joy with the crystal balls right now. <laughs> the cards don't seem to be a problem. Me reading was quite good. Alice even blushed on one of the cards but said nothing about the recurring hanged man in me readings. Oh dear. (laughs) Well, then she reminded me how I should take more notice of the wonders of nature and baffled me again with a really bizarre statement right out of the blue. An ostrich's eye is bigger than its brain. (laughs) They have the largest eye of any living land animal, apparently. You know, I've never measured the wife's eyes, but she has eyes for only one thing. Yep, food. Especially trained and focused too. Sometimes I wonder if hers are bigger than her brain too. Anyway, as always, Alice's coffee, cake and company was reliably nice. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, me lovelies, it's time for this week's questions and odd news items from you, me listeners. Yep, I've got it all here on the Ned Natter Show. <laughs> First up, I got a call from Caroline in Columbus and she asked me what I thought of the latest news from Israel. Well, Tel Aviv, to be precise, has started a programme to collect DNA from the city's dogs. <laughs> this, the reason is so they can analyse dog excrement and then fine the owners over $200 when they let their dogs loose on the sidewalks. <laughs> Apparently it all started when the city got sick of clearing up half a tonne of the stuff every month and that's a lot of <laughs> Oh well. Me farm dog Clay is so interbred. I don't even think they could even find his DNA. 
and with 200 acres at disposal, they'd never find anything else to match it with anyway. <laughs> His second item comes from Richard in Rotterdam, yep. He called me to let me know about a really disturbing report. Well, I think it's disturbing. A Japanese guy has invented a lickable screen. <laughs> it's so you can taste flavours as well as watch them on the screen. Eh? Mm, oh dear, the machine sprays the flavour on a film that arrives over the screen and then it's all yours. Apparently there's a kind of carousel in the machine that can make just about any flavour you want. It just mixes up the cocktail of flavouring behind the scenes based on its little computer recipe book <laughs> and then shoots it from a nozzle onto that screen. You know, I don't know what to say, really. You know, it's even worse if you share your screen. You know. <laughs> or worse still, if you're watching a programme about me last item. Oh, dear. <laughs> my final caller came right out of the blue. Yep. Bob from Billings, and he wants to tell me about something I might find interesting. There's new research and good results on an anti-aging vaccine. Yeah, apparently it works quite well on mice. Oh dear. Why is it always the poor old mice that get the first test of just about every new drug they're developing? <laughs> Add to that, just how many mice do you know? <laughs> Then, what's worse is how many mice are actually worried about ageing. <laughs> they only live two to three years anyway. Hmm. Naturally, in the case of my mother old nan, she's passed a simple jab in the arm to slow her ageing process down. Hmm. They need far more drastic measures. Even the entire stock in the lab would be a waste of time and money. I'd say, go and save it for the vain mice. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Hey, dubious command agent, 50%, is lining me up with a new ad this week, and he's got something really odd this time around. <laughs> Oh dear, I'm looking through his latest offering and it seems he never gives up on the truly bizarre. Anyway, here goes. <laughs> it's a new year and the ideal time to consider your vacation plans way ahead of schedule. You know, beat the crazy seasonal rush today and save money too on one of our unique fact-finding tours at the lowest prices in the business here at Mysterious and Way Out Tours, Inc. <laughs> you don't get the usual boring offerings from Cancun or Paris. Oh, no, no, no. We've got package holidays with free country guides and the very best in hospitality. So try our action-packed ramble around Afghanistan. <laughs> it's under new management and one hell of a blast. What about our unforgettable inspiring cycling trip around Iran <laughs> or our weekend sightseeing special invitational in Iraq with our one-of-a-kind spot-a-ruin tour. <laughs> let's not forget our sightseeing war on high-cost holidays to the hottest of them all. Yep, that's Sudan or try Syria and experience a political struggle for a stand. <laughs> so go to our website today at haveGunsAndWillTravel.net for the very best deals. But wait, we've got a special offer 
just for Ned Nat Show listeners. With every package tour this month only, we're throwing in a free bulletproof vest and easy to conceal firearm. Absolutely free of charge. And you can't beat a deal like that. You know, I wasn't expecting that one. But I have to say, it does make a change to hear about some, you know, the more out-of-the-way places offered by a tour operator. (laughs) I hear they have some pretty dangerous weapons in the Sudan too. So maybe I could talk old Nan into visiting. Oh dear. (laughs) This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. On whichever way you dice it. This show is unpasteurised and unfiltered. But that's all me lovelies, and on that note, we better go. So until next time, remember a farm as are getting older, some more than others. It's time some new blood came down on the farm and gave us an hand. Shite matters, without us, you wouldn't have anything to eat. Without me, your Wednesdays would be much fun. <laughs> In the meantime, you can find me and all my radio shows at nednow.com. Yep, they're all safe as podcast too. Add to that, there's me social media links. So come by and say hi. It'd be great to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. It's been a pleasure chatting with you again. And I hope you join me on the Ned Nat Show soon. So until then, keep a smile on your face. Think positive and don't sweat the small stuff. The grass is not always greener on the other side. It might just be a freeway. <laughs> Goodbye, me lovelies. <laughs> The Ned Natter Show is written and presented by me, Ned Natter. The show is produced and recorded live in Florida, USA by Doris Billsborough. And the Ned Natter Show is managed and represented by Grace Windsor at Nexus Media.